Out of the 27 machines, only 11 were able to make it back. We even lost the machine we'd captured earlier. Also, the Gundams seem to have new abilities. Colonel Monikin, I suggest we withdraw from this airspace, at least for now. Continuing would needlessly risk the lives of our soldiers. I do agree with you, but UN Headquarters says it's sending reinforcements to bolster our numbers. They have reinforcements? Do you mean the UN has more machines equipped with those GN drives? I don't know. But our orders are to launch a second assault as soon as they get here. Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that's giving Double O a try. My name is Jeremy. My favorite poet is Emily Dickinson. I'm Tyler. I don't have a favorite poet. I usually just brush poetry aside because I find it annoying and a whole bunch of other things. My name is Zach. I actually a whole had a bunch of I other actually things. took an entire class on poetry. I had to for college, and I, I did not care for it. Only one. I mean... The thing is, I think most poetry is bad, unfortunately. I would recommend for modern poets, Amanda Lovelace. Amazing. I know you're a person who actively likes poetry. So I guess if I wanted poetry recommendations, I would ask you. And the fact that I haven't has proven to me that I don't want poetry recommendations. I I mean, yeah, it's a niche thing, I think. It seems like a niche I should be into, though. I'm surprised you're not, because as previously established, the two of you are the same person. I, I really like language and wordplay. Like, uh, Jeopardy category last night was presidential rhymes, and the clues were things where uh, <laughs> Gerald's bladed weapons, which is Ford's swords. Yeah, and they were yep. and it's like uh, Ulysses' angry tirades, Grant's rants, and I was like, oh, this, I was going to guess this, Grant's rants. <laughs> this, I'm like, this category was made for me. Oh my god. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, if you like wordplay and also being horribly depressed, Amanda Lovelace. Um, I like one of those things. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the other thing I don't need help with, Tyler. <laughs> I did like Monica, though, so <laughs> noted Monica liker. We watched episode 24 of Gundam Double O this week, Endless Poem. It rhymes, you see. So if you don't know what's going on in Gundam Double O, now's not the time to jump on. We it have isn't. Um We basically have a finale next week, despite having 26 more episodes after that. <laughs> 25 after that, I suppose. 26 after this. I also don't know what this has to do with poems, this episode. That's and it's, a good point. The title makes no sense. And we've had some good titles in Gundam Double O. That are vaguely thematically appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Lockon died last week. That was sad. So Alas, surely no one will die this summer week. Child. Got that? Oh, I guess Daryl also died last week. Yeah, that's. it was weird because I feel like Daryl deserved more fanfare. He was like my favorite side character that is not Patrick Colasar. Fair. Let's see. Our body count is up to three. I mean, there's a lot of nameless people, and they don't count named does, for one episode. People, no, does, died. does Five, Joshua count? Six. So I think we're at we're at Joshua six, and the other guy who was on that team, whose name I forgot. Seven. I think I think we're at eight named character body count. Then Let's see, Keenaway, Joshua, Howard, Daryl, Danny, Danny. Oh, Daniel I forgot Eifman. about Danny. That would make him nine. Danny Eifman. Oh yep. yeah, Danny, Daniel Eifman. 
I keep thinking Soma, and she definitely hasn't the, died. The Ma- Ma- Michael and Johan. Michael Johan. Yeah. And Lockon, so nine. Warn you till we join you. And then all those guys, hallelujah, killed in a the building. They don't have names. So they didn't they have count. names, so they don't count. Yeah, and all these nameless Jinx pilots who have died. I wonder how many named characters had died at this point in Gundam Seed. Huh. So I, through 24, Admiral Halberton died. I feel like it might actually be less. I guess we'd have to count uh, Walfelt, though, at that point, right? Because he seems to have yeah, been so I dead. Think, And his wife. Yep. I who, think we're only at four um, well, named characters. Well, already Nickel and Toll. They haven't no, no, died yet. That feels like the halfway point of the series. That's like episode 29. I forgot that Gundam Seed was like a 50 episode. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a 26 episode run, but it is not. I think we jettison this thought experiment, interesting as it is, and get into the episode, because I think we'll have something to say about it. Stuff happens in this one. We start two years ago at LaGrange 1, where so, Sumeragi is like, okay, kids, this is your new uh, sibling, Setsuna FSA. He's going to be piloting the Exia. He is an adorable jelly bean. You must protect him at all costs. Now, They're in, like, silhouette. Yeah, and Ali is like, wait, he's way too young. And Tiari is like, did Veda make this choice? And Simaragi's like, of course. It's and Sensen is like, are you sure? <laughs> no, Tiari is like, that doesn't seem like a thing Veda would do. I know Veda very personally. And Lockout's like, chillax. We're all here to be Gundammeisters. So it's not a problem. H has nothing to do with it. You'll start making fun of him for being young instead of me for being old if we let him join. Oh, so I'm for it. I, I Okay, so I'm I will just, do things like get him milk. I'm just imagining uh, Lock-On being like, this is this is a fraternity named uh, Sigma Kappa Haro. Um, <laughs> Setson is like, you are? And he's like, oh, my code name is Lock-On Stratos, the man who can target and fire from beyond the stratosphere. It's kind of a clunky You want to change the world with your Gundam too, right? Lock-On's like, we agree, Setsuna. And then it pans out of that to just the Haro chanting Lock-On again. Yeah, which is... Horrifying and depressing, especially as we get a pan over all the uh, Ptolemaeus crew, basically. Well, and then it flashes back through the series of Lock-On. It's Setsuna's interactions with Lock-On specifically. And Setsuna decides to yell Lock-On's full name this episode. Last episode, he just yelled Lock-On. He gets the Stratus in here this time. I feel, okay, what is it with characters in this name yelling a person's full name when... I feel like that's a Gundam thing. Yeah, I guess oh, it's although awkward. Although I guess Atherin was just Nickel, Heine, Kira. He never last named them. I wonder if that's more of a Japanese thing, because that seems really awkward to me, an American. But He was like, Lock, no, we weren't on first name terms, Strata. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might, it might just be, because obviously the tradition is like first name basis only when you're close to somebody, whereas in the States it's, yeah, this is my name. Lockos Cone, I mean Stratoson. <laughs> like, no, mostly I'm thinking about it because Felt does it also later this episode. So it's also his code name, which I guess they don't know his real name. Oh, Felt, Felt does. Felt does because he his, told her specifically. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, did he tell her? I didn't remember. He told but, her his first name. I'm not sure if he told her his last name. I think he did tell her his last name. I'd have to double check. I could believe either way. Well, either way, he lied. Thanks, Gundam Wiki, for giving me that piece of information. Or the opening sequence ends, and hey, remember Chun-Li? She hasn't been in an episode in a minute. She's in very fancy clothes. And her brutler's like, hey, Celestial Being sent a message that was like, we fight in the UN. And she's like, cool, I guess. I wonder who's going to win. She specifically says, I wonder which side the world will lean on. And like, 
there's no choice there, not Celestial Bean's side. I think she means the world, not the people of the world. Oh, okay. I think that's like God. Yeah, the, the fate of the universe. Yeah. So we get a shot of what the Dynamis actually looks like. It's one arm and like half of its legs and a torso. We only get it for a second before we pan over to Tiaria accosting Setsuna with Ian being like, hey, stop it. But Lass is like, no, let Tiaria be an asshole to <laughs> Setsuna for a minute. He needs this. To be, I was going to say, to be fair, Lock-On is kind of like Tiaria's like only emotional connections. Well, I mean, Lock-On was team dad. Exactly. He was yeah. everybody's emotional connection. Except for Alleluia because he didn't go bowling. And Alleluia's conne- emotional connection was mom. Yeah, they went drinking together instead of going bowling. Checks out. Tiara is like, it's your fault Lock-On died, because you left, our fighting strength was divided. Why did he have to, but then he goes quickly from being judgy bitch to, like, be like, no, why did he have to die? Tell me, Setsuda. And Sumeragi comes floating up and slaps him. It's a Sumeragi slap, doesn't have nearly the force of a bright slap. As you say, not nearly the impact, but it seems roughly as effective. And she's like, hey, get your ass in gear, instead of complaining, help out. We then cut to Felt crying, hugging Haro. Haro apologizes and Felt's like, through her tears, is like, it's not your fault, Haro. It just sucks. Yeah. Which is like a weirdly adult thing for her. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the first time she's lost somebody. Yeah. It weirdly, I think Felt is one of the more emotionally mature people on the Ptolemaeus, despite also being the least expressive person and the youngest. And also the youngest. I can't believe she's 14. I what the know. Fuck the double <laughs> so Christina and Lichty are like, man, this sucks. Well, Lichty's just like, I can't stand this type of thing. While well, Christina tries to come for felt. It kind of gives the impression where he's like, I just, I can't stand crying girls because I don't know what to do around them. Cut to Cotty and Sergey hanging out on the bridge of their remaining ship, being like, hey, our mobile suits got fucked up and we even lost the one that we captured. And the Gundams have this weird new Kaoken technique. And Sergei's like, I suggest we withdraw. And Kadi's like, I agree with you. Unfortunately, our orders are, as soon as your reinforcements get here, attack again. Yeah, unfortunately, we're the Archangel now. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And Sergei's like, reinforcements? Do they, they have, have more GN drives? Like, and do they have where one, did they get them? They have one Gram Acre? Yeah, I, having seen this series before, was like, oh, is Graham going to show up? But no. It would make sense. It would. He's like the last member, like dramatically speaking, of the cast that isn't present at this confrontation. I mean, it's not going to be Saji or Luis, who are also not present, but you're right. Graham makes sense, and they do not. It didn't occur to me that Graham should be here until after I finished this episode, and it's weird that he's not. So anyway, Cotty's like, I don't know. They wouldn't tell me what our reinforcements are, which seems useful for a tactical forecaster like me to know, but they were just like, attack as soon as they get here. You'll know. They're not subtle. It's so shiny. And a GNX is approaching their ship. A headless one. And they're like, hey, it's Patrick Colossars. And he's like, eh, sorry, Colonel. They got me. I'm a screw up. I got hit in the head with a rock. I do really like this because Cotty's like, you had me worried, you moron. (laughs) I I love the dub. She calls him a silly dumbass, which is (laughs) just perfect. It's a weird term of endearment, but it's definitely a term of endearment. Yes. And it is definitely appropriate for Colossar. <laughs> I just kind of love that it's been established that they have developed something of a relationship off screen, basically. <laughs> and I mean, we haven't seen the relationship develop, but we've seen all of the around. We saw him ask her out and her be like, huh. 
<laughs> I, I didn't think I would be into this, that but... That is still one of my favorite scenes, just because she's like, you realize the world is falling apart, and he's like, nope, <laughs> don't care. He's a fiery redhead. I kind of love how, like, we get a shot of all the pilots hanging out in the ready room from this ship, and they're all in the different, like, spacesuits for the different nations. It's still weird to me that Soma has, like, a unique suit, because she's super soldier, I guess. And she's like, I must defeat the Gundam Curios to prove I'm the best super soldier. I want to be the very best like no one ever was. I am the perfect super soldier. I'm not going to lose to the defect. It's weird. Oh, no. I like Soma a lot, and I don't know why, because she has basically no character. Yeah, I like Soma a lot, but I've also seen the entire series, and she doesn't do a lot in the first half but like similar to tiaria she has that like what is human sort of thing going on and i think the fact that they pair, pair her with sergey works yeah. perfectly i i think sergey weirdly characterizes her a lot more than the show like than i guess the rest of the show gives her a direct chance to characterize herself like the fact that sergey cares about her and is concerned about her characterizes her like more. everybody else yeah we cut back to the ptolemyos where they have sent out a decoy and Ian Vosh, he's like, are you, you sure they're going to follow for this? And Sumeragi's like, no, but it doesn't hurt to try. Yeah, and it's not just one decoy. They sent like three of them. So what's the status on the Gundams? And Ian's like, well, we have to remove the cool new giant ass cannons on the Curios, but it's good to go. Uh, the Virtue's pretty fucked, so we're just going to deploy it as the Nodley, and I got some Gundam ass weapons for it. We just had them <laughs> hanging out here, so we're just going to use those. I presume they were the O Gundams. Oh, that would make sense. That yeah. would indeed make sense. Th that's my presumption, but... And Ian's like, it'll take at least eight hours. And Sumeragi's like, do it in six. And <laughs> Ian's like, yep. Well, I mean, that makes sense. It's basically like, okay, cut as many corners as you have to in order to yeah. make this work. Uh, have either of you read American Gods? No. You'd think I would have. Well, first of all, good book. Maybe consider reading it. Second of all, there's a character in it uh, that is, I think, the sheriff of a small town. That is described as harassed, but competent, like an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, does Ian Vashi resemble that remark. <laughs> so Simurag is like, okay, the only thing we can actually count on is the Exia and the assault containers. And I guess that one GN arms we have left. And the Transarm, I guess, but it's got a time limit. And then Tiaria calls her and is like, hey, Sumeragi, give us our orders so we can go do a mission. And Sumeragi's like, you want to fight already? And Tiaria's like, of course I do. And the other Gundam Meisters think this way too. I speak for them. We we have to prove we have to prove to the world how strong we are by destroying all of these GNXs with these new drives. To be fair, it would be a giant blow to morale if this entire time they're like, "Oh, the Gundams are so much better than us," and then they get the better suits and they still just get crushed. I mean, they kind of have been. They've gotten one guy, and they've lost how many GNXs now? Like thirteen, I think. They of said 30? earlier, but I didn't note it. It's a lot, almost half. Sumeragi's like, the enemies could have reinforcement. There's no law that says they're only allowed to have 30 of them. And Tiara's like, we'll just have to beat them too. Honestly, when he says everybody feels the same way, I could honestly accept both Alleluia and Setsuna both being like, we have to do this. I can definitely accept Setsuna being like that. is more 50-50 to me. Depends on whether or not he was actually talking to Alleluia or Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah's like, yeah, sure, let's murder them. <laughs> it's Friday night, baby. <laughs> We then cut to sets in his room where he's plugged Haro into his PDA to see Lock-On's final moments, which is a bit I really like. I really like this entire sequence. Where he's watching the gun cam footage and he's like, Ali Asach has killed Lock-On. He's like, he must have been trying to get revenge because I told him about this. This is kind of my fault. And he remembers that time that Lock-On was like, let me kill you. 
so I can avenge my family. And Setsuna struggles with this for a moment and remembers that time his friend when he was a child soldier was like, hey, being afraid to die is blasphemy against God. And he kind of comes to the conclusion that he has to keep living because there's nothing after death and he needs to carry on the ideas of the people he knew who are still alive. Which I think is a really good development from him telling Lock-On, hey, I'm fine if you shoot me, through his dream he had about like wanting peace. I think that's more of him realizing he wants to live. Well, he remembers what Lassie said about how I think the, just the fact that Celestial Being existed is important. I think it's also, to some extent, one of the things he told Lock-On while Lock-On was go- holding a gun to his face was, I'm fine dying because I know you will carry on my dream for me. And I think he's realized that, like, Lock-on would have, so I should also. I have to repay the favor. Exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we cut back to the UN ship, and they're like, we have detected four objects leaving the asteroid field. And Sergei and Katya are like, decoy? Decoy. I do kind of love that. just the Because <laughs> it reinforces, number one, that they're intelligent. And going back to the Sumeragi and Ian Vashti, but you, sure this, you think this is going to work? No. Have like, you seen the people we're dealing with? Like also, there's a giant ass thing behind us. <laughs> Can you describe what they bring up on screen, Tyler? Man, I'm trying to think how to describe this. Looks it like a l- weird golden soup terrine. It, it, it reminds me of like a an over engineered barbed arrow tip. See, I was gonna say it looks like a Legend of Zelda boss. Okay, yeah, also that. Um, we'll find out later. It has weird graspy arms, also. So, so it. F- Fell out of the Outlaw Star universe. Yeah. So Sergei's like, is that something else they took from Celestial Being? I thought Celestial Being had better design sense than that. <laughs> also, it's very gaudy. It's all gold. Looks like it might have come out of 40K. Cut back to the bridge of the Ptolemaios, where Chris looks like she had some more of that sake water bottle. Just <laughs> having a chill time as they're all talking. And be like, we should prepare for the worst, I suppose. Man, should they? <laughs> yeah. Felt is writing a letter. Like a physical letter. And Christina's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm writing to my parents in heaven. I'm trying my fursona. And I'm also writing one for Lock-On. Which is actually pretty sweet. Yeah, and I really like when Licky's like, you know, it's a bad luck to write your will. And Felt's like, no, I'm writing them an apology because I'm not dying, so I'm not going to see them for a while. (laughs) I I actually really loved that because it kind of gives the impression, you know, writing the will type of thing, you know, last... You know what final thoughts type of stuff, and then he's just like, "That's bad luck." It's like, "No, I'm writing an apology card to say I'm not going to be there for a while." So Christina's like, "Maybe I should write a letter to my mom." I mean, I kind of ran away from her and didn't really get along with her, but you know, maybe she deserves to know about me. And apparently, Lassie doesn't have anybody because he says, "At least you have someone." Uh, and the same insert song that played over the Saji and Louise flashback starts playing because they're going to get their money out of it. Yep. I thought it was kind of weird for this to start playing here, but also... They're going to get their money out of it. Yeah. Lichty seems like the most accepting of the fact that both of his parents died in an accident. I assume because it's he uh, because it happened when he was young and he's older than Felt. It, it's not an accident. He says specifically they were engineers on the solar elevators and died during the war. Well, it's it, the way he phrases it is they cashed in their chips. Yeah. Like, this is... Yeah, it happened a while ago. It just... It is what it is. And they're like, I guess we all have a story, but we couldn't tell each other till now because of the confidentiality. And last day's like, I'm not telling it still. I'm not dumb. I know how this works. I ain't dying today. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're not going to nickel me. <laughs> so Tierra enters his Hall of Judgment where Alleluia has been waiting for him. Oh no, it's Alleluia's Hall of Judgment. And Alleluia's like, the Nodley's ready to go, but there's no more trial system. You're going to be screwed. And But Tiara is like, I have to do it. Lock-on was shown in this, and I need to get revenge. Re- getting revenge didn't go bad for Lock-on at all, so I need revenge for Lock-on and now. <laughs> Alleluia's response is, you really shouldn't get all worked up about this. I... Okay, so on a practical level, like, they kind of need to do this because they're actively being attacked. But also, I feel like kind of the point of this story is that revenge for revenge perpetuates war, which is kind of what Celestial Bean is against. I don't know if it's intentional on the show's part that they're putting Thierry at odds with kind of the vibe of Celestial Bean. That's kind of been his role the entire time, right? Even though at the beginning he's, he was on mission and against the vibe of everybody else, and now he's a little off mission and with the vibe of everybody else. Tyler, yeah, just remember, right. Celestial Being's primary motto, peace through superior firepower. That is fair, but I, I feel like peace through... They're following... We will have peace or logic. you will be shot. Okay. Fair. <laughs> We cut to Setsuna, who is hanging on to Haro and staring into the Dynamis's cockpit, presumably about to put him back. When Felt shows up, and Setsuna full names her because he's less socially awkward than at the start, but he's still Setsuna FCA. Slashy Crossroad. Felt Grace. Fuck on Stratos. Teria Erd. Setsuna helps Felt up onto the area in front of the cockpit, and she's like, I wrote a letter to Lock on, so I wanted to give it to him. And she puts it on the cockpit. She puts it, like, on the seat. On the seat. And she's like, do you want to write a letter to anyone, Setsuna? He's like, no, there's nobody for me to write a letter to. I, could I mean, like, I could write it to Marina Ismail, but that'd be weird. <laughs> or Aliyal Sanchez, but it would just say, fuck you. Sanchez gets a letter <laughs> in the mail. Huh, what's this? Fuck you. Oh, that's the 12th this week. <laughs> From Krugis Punk. Oh, that's a different one. I like to believe he collects them. <laughs> he like, puts them on his fridge. Yep. <laughs> no, he's got a filing cabinet for each person that sent him one. So Felt's like, ah, oh, that must be lonely, Setsuna. And he's like, no, Lock-On's the lonely one. So Haro, you stay with him. And she throws Haro into the cockpit. He tosses him into the cockpit and Felt catches him. Lock-On doesn't seem to have any complaints. Or Lock-On Haro doesn't seem to have any complaints. Lock-On soul transmigrated to the Haro. Uh, yeah, that's what they were talking about in Gundam Build Divers with the evil Haro. But before they can have more of a moment, the E-Sensor has picked something up. And Setsuna's like, let's go. So they head to combat stations. There are only 13 Jinxes left, so they've gotten 16 of them. That's significant. That's more than half. Considering they've been outnumbered 7 to 1 this entire time. Although, to be fair, that also includes their battles with the thrones. The thrones only got one. Well, yeah, but I'm saying from there, they took out two of the thrones. So they've taken out three Gundams so far, from their point of view, about half. Yeah, but they've also lost more than half of their dudes. Yeah, but now they have a golden mobile suit. Oh, mobile armor, I'm sorry. Which Christina's like, also they have a big one. And Sumeragi's like, what kind of big one? And Christina's like, I don't know how to fuck to describe this. I'll just bring it up on the monitor. Lexi's like, is it a battleship? And Sumeragi's like, no, it's a mobile armor. With Powered way too many GN, pseudo GN butt plugs. Seven, lucky number Slevin butt plugs. And it's being driven by Alejandro Corner? Which thematically makes sense. But why does Corner have this? It's weird, I think, that Alejandro Corner is piloting this thing, because he has, as far as we know, zero combat experience. Thematically, it kind of makes sense, because he's kind of set himself up as the antagonist. Uh, well, Tyler, I you mean, only think it's weird, because it's weird. 
Like, he hasn't been this villain, right? It would yeah. be like if Patrick Zala, like, flew out in his golden mobile suit at the end. Like, he's not that kind of villain, right? And yeah. he's got a Ribbons Allmark and an Ali Al Sanchez underneath him. Yeah, Al Sanchez kind of more implied. It's weird, because also, where did this thing come from? I mean, he built it. He's rich and has space And has money. access to the celestial bean technology. Like, yeah. I'm okay with the fact that this thing exists. I'm actually even kind of okay with the fact that he's piloting it, because it has such <laughs> overwhelming firepower that he doesn't have to be a good pilot. It just feels just weird, weird because we've not been presented with him having any kind of piloting chops or desire. I feel and like this, this thing comes out of left field. Yeah, I feel like this should have been foreshadowed. He yeah, should have there been, was zero setup. When Ribbons was like, they've locked this out of Veda, blah, blah, blah. He should have been like, it's fine. I still have a trump card or something. Literally, like one line to yeah. set this up, uh, I think would have been fine. It's just like he just comes out of literally nowhere. Here he is. It's Ali El Suchez, who is actually Alejandro Corner. Easy mistake to make. In a golden pilot suit, because on brand. Anyway, he immediately shoots out a giant golden laser beam right at the Ptolemaeus. And, and Lichty tries to dodge, does a decent job of getting most of the Ptolemaeus out of the way. But it still takes a big hit to the side, and we don't get an eye catch. I hope you like golden nesting dolls, because that's, that's what the Alpha Tour is. Also, hey, everyone, and thank you for listening to episode 24 of Gundam 00 with us. We're almost done with the first half of the series, and yeah, oh no, I really like it. I was not expecting to. I like Gundam 00 quite a bit. It feels like it's been like a million years since I've done one of these, and that's not actually true, but I'm kind of like rambly and incoherent today. So anyway, let me tell you about Monica. Um, another great anime that has a movie that is an original story, Please Do Not Steal. So if for some reason you listen to us and haven't watched Rebellion, you should go do that. Also, we have an episode on that up on our Patreon now. Also, for anyone who tried to tune into our end-of-the-month game night for March, uh, sorry for that. That was a fiasco. It was a lot of fun. Um, it just didn't capture at all. Yeah, anyway, I'm rambling. Let's go watch a giant golden space bug shoot laser beams. When we get back, one of their main particle generators has been hit, and so they like transfer it to the other one. Lichty, evade. Because they fire a second shot. And they actually do get out of the way of that one. Yeah. And Sumeragi's like, hey, launch our assault container with Setsuna in it. Get that mobile armor now before it murders us all with its giant golden laser beam. It's very gaudy. It should be easy to get to. So you'd think. I do love that the assault containers we basically find here are replacements for the Gundam containers they already had with weapons on them. But they can also detach. You know, they can fire like the rifle the Ptolemaeus is. Sumeragi tells Lichty to hide behind the boulders. And launch Curious and Nodley. Space boulders. To intercept the incoming jinxes. Okay. I've been thinking about Teen Titans a lot recently, and I just want them to be like actual jinx from Teen Titans in space. Okay. <laughs> just a bunch of her. Every time you say jinx, I see jinx from League of Legends. So there's that. So Sergey's like, stick to the plan, Joes. Use the asteroids to cover our approach on the ship and blow it up. And Colossar's like, this time nothing can go wrong for me. And uh, Soma is like, also me. <laughs> Something's coming in fast. And it's the insult container that's just like, later, guys. Bye. And Sergey's like, leave it to that gold thing, I guess. I don't care about that fucker. Uh, let's go He's kill not the under mice. 
He seems like a rich asshole who's just here for no reason, so let's worry about us. I, I love how they are flying around this uh, asteroid, and then just Nodley pops around the corner and aces one of them. Yep, and the Nodley, like I said, it's just got Gundam weapons, a shield, and a rifle. It is just being a Gundam. But with cool hair. Yes. I actually wanted to make a ranking of Gundams with hair. You said so in your notes. Yeah. There's the Nodley and the... I've had like three days in a row where I cannot think of Allenby's Gundam's name. I know exactly. The Noble Gundam. Yep, it's the Noble Gundam. And and I can't look it up for reasons I will tell you guys later. <laughs> so yeah, there's the Nodley and the Noble Gundam. And the Noble Gundam's got better hair than the Nodley. Yeah, it sure does. There are probably others. Some other jinxes come for the Ptolemaeus, but one gets stabbed through the chest and then scissored because the scissored shield is back for revenge. And uh, now it's hallelujah in charge, not hallelujah. He's like, hey, sorry, hallelujah, but I don't want to die. And you're too pansy ass. And Soma's like, subject E57. And hallelujah's like, that's a me. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds so happy when he says it, too. Like, I'm glad you noticed. He's about to murder him. Soma gets saved by Sergei. Again? I feel like again. Yeah. Well, it's not just Sergei. It's it's like three other guys, and they all start shooting the Kyrios. And I love the shot of it falling back with its scissor shield blocking. So Lasse is like, hey, Setsuna, we made it into the level. Time for us to attack. I also have a fuck you missiles button. Unfortunately, the golden mobile armor has a golden GN particle shield and just tanks all the missiles. Does this thing have a name? The Alvator. We've okay. actually seen it this episode. But gotcha. do you want to call it the Alvator or do you want to call it this golden dumbass thing? I mean, it is a golden dumbass thing. I was just curious if it ever got a name. So like, uh, last day is like, you've blocked my missiles. What about my fuck off laser cannons? And there's a very cool shot of them being dispersed in all directions to destroy a bunch of asteroids. Turns out, yes, it can block that. I feel like that's a very uh, Dragon Ball-ass thing that just happened. So no, it, it, Dragon Ball, there'd be like a giant smoke, and they'd be like, got him. And then it would reveal, they're like, oh! Or they would be beam clashing. <laughs> yeah, because the next thing the Avatar does is shoot another fuck-off beam. I kind of want to cut of uh, Dragon Ball Z, where every time someone does that reaction, Speed Racer is also there. <laughs> so it fires at the Ptolemaeus. And I love how there's a shot of the Kyrios shredding somebody, and then, like, it jumps up out of the way, presumably by accident, and then gets shot away on a, by a rock that runs into the back of it. That is shot off. The rock is thrown into him by the degree of the beam. There are a lot of rock debris, like, hitting mobile suits in this series. And to be fair, that would be one of the hardest things to dodge in a mobile suit. But, but- also one of the least likely things to ever happen. Which would make, be one of the reasons why it's so difficult to dodge. So Tiari is like, it hit the Ptolemaios. I need to take revenge. And we also see that the Kyrios has lost an arm and a leg, which Hallelujah is not a fan of. Back at the Ptolemaios. Oh no, sickbay has been hit. And the starboard <laughs> side is absolutely shredded. <laughs> sickbay has, has been hit. And the doctor who we met a couple of weeks ago is dead. No, not Dr. Moreno. His bongos were there. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up his first name, and I already forgot it. I don't know it, so... I think it's like Joseph or something. Uh, Ian Vashti's like, you were the only other old man on the crew. How could you die? You were my drinking buddy, except for Sumeragi. Sumeragi would drink them under the table. What would should be a good drinking buddy, I guess is my question. I don't think so. I think Sumeragi is a really morose drunk. Yeah, I think the problem is Sumeragi drinks to get drunk. She doesn't actually enjoy drinking. She just drinks a lot. <laughs> 
and uh, they cannot generate a GN field anymore. And Sumeragi leaves the bridge to head to the assault container in order to fight back. Yeah, and she's like, let Ian know. It's a two-person job, I guess. Also, I just looked up Dr. Moreno's first name. Any guesses? Joseph sounds right to me because you said it. Okay, close. James? Less close. Johan. <laughs> Joyce. <laughs> That's um, not a name. He, his middle name starts with a B. We don't know what it is. He goes by JB. JB Moreno. <laughs> Joyce is Buffy's mom's name. That's not a <laughs> medical doctor's name. So, Tyria turns on the Nodley's Trans Am. Which gives it even glowier hair. And lets it, it take out it goes, another jinx. Uh, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan? Yeah. No, that's so oh, that, That's just Super Saiyan God. Sorry. Yeah. They're, they're down to ten. Nine. And Patrick Colasar is like, what? It's so small. It shouldn't be able to beat us. And Tiara is like, I'm going to get you. But then another giant fuck off beam hits the Nodley. Not dead on. They should really be paying attention to that giant gold thing. I know they can't in the close quarters, but... It is fucking them up. Actually, I think they're down to seven jinxes because the, the uh, fuck-off cannon destroyed one that was in combat with uh, Kyrios. And Patrick Collistar's like, well, I'm not going to take this chance to not shoot you. And so they so- shred the Nodley. And Tiara's is like, no, I'm too shonen to die yet. That's my one human mo- emotion I learned. Shonen. <laughs> As Collistar's about to take him out, he's like, no, for lock-on. I'm going to do the thing from the end of Gundam, only I still have my head. So he fires and hits and destroys both of the machines, including Colossars. Well, he only destroys Colossars from the waist up. And we do see Colossars' cockpit glowing like it's going to explode. Yeah. So, I so think does Colossar leads... die here? Do you want an answer to that? I expect the answer is no, because he's our boy, Patrick Colossar. <laughs> but... I think that puts them down to five GNXs. Sergei's, Soma's, and three Randos. Yeah. I, I, I've been trying to keep track. So Tiara is like, okay, time for me to float into space like a dead Gundam protagonist. And by a dead one, I mean one that will be recovered by some children later. As Hallelujah is still fighting in the half a Kyrios. But not doing very well because he's facing named characters and not Patrick Colossar. Sumeragi is firing the assault container from the Ptolemaeus trying to support them. So we cut to the bridge where... Chris is like, hey, Felt, there's an irregularity in the Dynamis' solar reactor, and there might be a problem with its linkage to the assault container. I and don't have any data on that. You need to go check it out. Well, Felt's like, I don't have any data on that. And Chris is like, go now, check it out. And Felt's like, okay, right away. And she runs off. And Lichty's like, nice lie, Chris. Good job. <laughs> that, yeah, I love it. That, that was a lie, wasn't it? And Chris is like, there's a machine headed right for the bridge. And Lichty's like, we're going to survive. And Chris is like, yes, I totally believe that. That is why I sense felt away. It's because I believe <laughs> we're going to be fine. So they only get an arm off of this one GNX that's coming in. And they're like, he's trying to get into our blind spot. So Ian's like, I'm going to detach the container and get it. Just as felt is coming aboard. He's like, what's wrong? And they're like, um, nothing's wrong. What are you doing here, felt? Right as the jinx runs up to the bridge. And does a that one shot from Gundam Seed. Yes, but there's no Kira's Yamato here. So Lichty jumps to shield Chris because he has it bad. Well, I mean, like, if that's the only thing you've got to go with. As the bridge is shot. But luckily, I guess the assault container manages to get a direct line on the Jinx afterwards and blow it to hell. So four. As it is drifting away from the Ptolemaeus. And uh, so the bridge is vaporized. Pretty much. And they're like, hey, Chris Lichty, come in. <laughs> and somehow, with the entire fucking bridge destroyed, 
Chris and Lichty are still there. It's because of, as we're about to find out, Lichty's amazing robot body. <laughs> cyborg body. Uh, you said you wanted Teen Titans. He's cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> Lichty has shielded Chris. Again, everything is blown around them. Zach is right. There are no chairs or anything, but they're fine. And by fine, I mean about to die. Uh, Lichty is down an arm and a leg and a torso, but they're robot parts. Enough that Lichty's like, hey, I'm okay. I am a robot man. You see, when my parents died, I also slightly died. About half. Weirdly, I feel like Lichty has the most tragic backstory of anyone on the Ptolemaeus. <laughs> and just never actually went into it. Yep. He's, he's trying real hard now to survive, but it's too late. And Chris is like, oh man, I'm such a fool. This, there was this great guy right next to me who wasn't a secret Nazi like Johan. <laughs> and Lichty is just like, yeah, guess you were wrong. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Yeah, I am great. We should have dated, or at least made out a little. A little casual sex on the bridge, maybe. <laughs> and, he, uh, you know, anything. Anyway, I'm dead. Bye. Blech. And it gives you this look that, like, oh, yeah, Christy, uh, Chris is going to survive this. Well, she starts hugging Lichty's corpse as Subaragi is like, hey, Lichty, Chris, please be alive. Did you also leave the bridge when you said felt away? <laughs> and then Chris comes in and Subaragi's like, oh, thank God. Is Lichty all right? And she's like, uh, hey, felt is felt there. Please say yes. And so Felt's like, yeah, I, I'm here, Chris. And she's like, hey, I want you to try harder to stay in fashion. And we see she has been rebarbed through the back. Yeah, so she's also dead. And she's like, you have to live your life to the fullest for Lock-On's sake. So go to the mall, and if you think, oh, Lock-On would think this is cute, buy it with my money and wear it <laughs> for me. That's what I want. And Christina is coughing up blood, crying, and her final words are, change the world. And then the ship explodes. Yeah, I mean, there the were already explodes. I feel like it would have actually been better if that had not happened. But I love the animation of the ship. Just like, Dri like the explosion knocks the ship down. Yeah. And then Felt full names her. Yep. <laughs> in grief. Which is why Felt and uh, Setsuna get together later. <laughs> <laughs> They're both very formal. This really feels like it should be the end of the episode. It does. Especially in the slow fade to back. And hey, remember how the other assault container is fighting a giant golden mobile suit? Mobile armor, I'm sorry. That's still happening. And then so last he's just like, all right. Ramming we, we, speed. We're just going to ram him. Well, you got to get inside the particle field, which seems like it's about to work until it's like, I have little crab arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Haven't you ever seen one of these mobile armors? We all have these crab arms. Tetsun is like, what? I don't have crab arms. I have seven swords and zero crab arms. Because it's not a mobile armor. Yeah, I was going to say, so, uh, the XA has regular arms. It doesn't need crab arms. And so Corner calls them and is like, you irritating phantoms of Aelia Shehenberg. And Tetsun is like, I never even met the guy. Also, do you have like a backstory or a reason you hate him and built this giant golden mobile <laughs> armor to murder us personally? And he's like, you should be honored that I, Alejandro Corner, shall murder you. And Setson is like, who? <laughs> who the fuck are you? I feel like but there's someone that... But apparently his crab arms are too tough for Lichty or Lassie to just shoot through. And so he ejects from the container. It's like, Setsuna, get it with the GN arms, I guess. So is Lassie in the Exia with Setsuna right no, now? No, I think he's in the GN arms. Okay, so he's in the remnants of the GN arms. Well, the assault, the thing is the assault container, the GM arms and the Exia are inside it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but when we saw him like jump out of it, you could see that little thing that popped out before the Exia. I only noticed the Exia. Okay, that makes sense. 
And the episode ends with Setsuna being like, I am Setsuna FCA and I will eliminate the target. That's a much better ending than Christina Sierra. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, again, almost think it would have been better if they had just died in space without the cock or the uh, bridge blowing up a second time. I don't think they should have had the soliloquies at the end. I actually just vaporize them. them. No, I think the soliloquies really work. Particularly, I think the bit with Chris being like, oh, man, I did miss you. And then the reveal that she is dead, too, yeah. is quite good. I agree with you about the explosion from a poignancy point of view. The explosion is there to be like, they're dead. This is not ambiguous. They exploded. Another action-packed, pretty busy episode. Yeah. Again, also like this one pretty well. Literally, the only qualm I have is, why is Alejandro Corner piloting this thing? I don't know. I mean, I hate that because it seems to come out of left field, but the that irks me, the bridge getting vaporized, and then it's like, okay, there's nothing left of the bridge. What the fuck are these spacesuits made out of? Uh, when you hit something with something, an anti-tank weapon, you hit, an, you hit a PBI with that... You ain't identifying that. You might be finding pieces of that for weeks. The spacesuits are made out of a very rare material called gundanium. I really like the scene, and I think it flows narratively, so I think it's worth it. But it is pretty odd that the entirety of the bridge is destroyed. It is ash, and they're fine. It should be like the roof is collapsing in on them or something I wouldn't mind if it was like it fired, and then like... It blew in the entire front of it, yeah. and there's just, like, glass and shit shredding through everything. That would be fine. But because it is completely vaporized and open to space, that's why I have a problem. Zach is showing off his wingspan. He's so excited <laughs> about this. Yeah. Hear me out. I think the way I would have liked this is if we had been in a partially destroyed bridge, they gave these speeches, and then a second particle beam finished them off. Or, or the explosion happened then. Yeah. And took out the yeah, entire that would be That would be fine. But because it is vaporized, and they're in just this open area. You have a high point, Tyler. I think it's actually going to be Chris's last speech to Lichty and Slash Felt. Um, I just liked it a lot. Which, again, I, I think it flows narratively, which is why I'm okay with that happening, even if the uh, set dressing was a little awkward. Yeah, I think I would have chosen that as well. Zach? Felt's letters. It's also very also good. Also very good. That was going to be my secondary one. So now I have to go with a third. Do I choose one of the lame action sequences? Because the action sequences, like, they're fine. They're right for this episode, but they're not that good. And they're not the good part of the episode. But you guys took the good parts of the episode. So let me see if I can find another one. I do like the bits of the action sequences that are, like, the the damaged mobile suits going after each other. Like, especially the half of a Curios. It has a real blow-up-the-sets feel. I will also say the uh, final showdown between Patrick and Tyria is kind of nice. It's all right, but like their rivalry is so weird because it's so one-sided from Patrick's yeah, point of view. Yeah, it's just Patrick having a rivalry it's with. It's not even really a rivalry so much as it is he vendetta. wants to get a kiss from the colonel. Well, but the virtue has many times ruined Patrick's day. I guess I'm going to go with Setsuna and Felt in the Dynamis's cockpit and they're like saying goodbye to Lock-On and sort of grieving him and Setsuna being like, here, Haro, keep him company. He's lonely. Which, again, is a weird... There have been a couple things in the past few episodes where Setsuna has been, like, just way more human than he has been. I think Setsuna might be my favorite character in all of Gundam. I don't think Gundam... Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't think Gundam 00 is my favorite Gundam, but I think Setsuna might be my favorite They did character. a very, very good job with Setsuna. Do you have a low point, Tyler? Yeah, it's Alejandro Corner piloting the <laughs> Golden Monstrosity. Why? Why not send ribbons or anything? I don't... Why are you here... 
Mr. Corner. Because he's the villain of the first season, but like I, it doesn't really work because he's revealed so late as the villain and we don't know what his motives are and he's not this kind of villain. He's not this kind of villain is really the problem. No, and yet, I mean, it'd be like Durundal popping up in a Gundam to challenge Kira to a 1v1. Exactly. Like, Alejandro showing up on the bridge of the Ptolemaeus, perfectly okay with that. And just like him delivering an evil villain speech and shooting someone. Yeah. Okay with that. Um, him piloting a mobile armor is just weird. Zach. Christina and Lichty on the broken bridge. Again, it's because of the set dressing. I, the, the deaths are fine. They're done well. It's just because of the way you portrayed it. What the fuck are these spacesuits made out of? Well, since Tyler took my real one, I'm going to go with how bad the Gundam pilots are at noticing giant fuck-off yellow golden <laughs> laser beams coming right at them. I mean, to be fair to uh, Alleluia's, it was literally behind a rock. Like, he, it was behind an asteroid and shot through the asteroid he was standing next to. So, like, he literally could not have noticed it. It's more that the episode uses that beat too many times. Yeah, it, it does. Real low point, Patrick Colosaurus, is for all intents and purposes dead. I know he's not, because of spoilers, but... Yeah, well, how else could he appear in Build Divers? It certainly sells it as him dead, right? With that yeah. explosion in the... It's not actually an explosion in his cockpit, but that glowing light, he looks dead. Yeah, every time that happens in Gundam, that means a mobile suit's about to explode. Do you have an MVP, Tyler? I'm going to give it to Lassie for the ballsy move of ramming speed. All right. Zach. Christina. Yeah, I'm giving it to Christina as well, because she saved Felt's life. And she also had that great speech at the end to uh, Felt and an okay speech to Lichty. All right, shall we add some mobile suits to this list? Let us. What do we have left? Oh, well, we have the Nodley, which I think is first. Okay. And that might be the only one we do today. I don't think the Nodley is as good as the Virtue. I don't I, either. I actually substantially prefer the Nodley to the Virtue. Okay, well, you're, you're outvoted. That's interesting. Yeah, no, that's fair. I do like it more than the duel, which I think, like, the, the Nodley is the duel with hair, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> glorious flowing locks. And a different paint scheme, but. It's also a lot thinner than the duel is. I don't know that it's a lot thinner. I also don't think it's a lot thinner, although it's definitely got, like, those curves. Not, curves is not even the right word, but it's got that, like, hourglass figure. Other opinions on it versus the duel? I think it's better. Yeah, no, I also think it's better. I don't, but I also think like to duel more than you guys do. How do we think it compares to the force impulse, which is huh. the, the regular-ish impulse? I don't think I like it as much as the force impulse. I think I do. I think I like the force impulse less than I like the Nodley. And weirdly, despite arguing very hard for the Nodley over the Virtue, I think I shall like the force impulse better. How do we think it compares to the Throne Dry, which is Nana's giant linebacker? <laughs> i think i actually like it more than the dry i mean the, i my problems with like the really thin mobile suits had more to do with the fact that they were carrying really big weapons and stuff and they didn't seem to fit basically everything the nodley has seems to fit perfectly with what that mobile suit is supposed to be has Zach seen the blue destiny ever yes he will have i don't know if he can call it to memory okay i think seen I the orange spice destiny the blue destiny is not a destiny gun Oh, okay. No, yeah, it's it's an it's a gym. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole different thing. No, I think I prefer the Nobly. Not by a huge margin, but... Okay, final question. Is it better or worse than the Double O Diver Ace? Huh. Is that the one with the Sorter Blades? Yeah. No, no, that's the... Uh, the oh, Diver Ace. Sky. Yeah, it's the Double O Sky, is the Sorter Blades. This, this is, is the original one? Yeah. If it's the original one, I definitely prefer the Nobly. 
I can barely bring that one up to mind. It's so. really generic, which is weird. I think I might have to go with the Nodley as well. What is the Double O Diver supposed to be based on? The Double O, which we have not seen yet. Okay, gotcha. So the Nodley will go at number 60 nice, above the Double O Diver Ace and below the Force Impulse. Do we want to add the Alvator or should we save that for next week? Have we seen it do all of its things? Yeah, it doesn't things? have any more gimmicks. I feel like it does, but I don't honestly remember. Like, I, it, we saw the hands, we saw the big laser gun. I feel like it must have something else, but I, I can't I think, think of another I think we should thing. wait till next week, because that way we'll have presumably seen it all the way through. Because if it's got another gimmick, I'd hate to rank it now and have it show that off next week. Yeah, that said, spoilers, low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is no Destroy Gundam, right? Yeah. Probably better than that spider thing that uh, Sanchez has. I like it better than the spider thing. Oh, than the, the spider thing that Sanchez has. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the other spider thing, whose name I forgot. The Gelski. As opposed to the Zomzaza. Yeah, Zomzaza yes. is so much better than the Z- Gelski. Um, man, it's what mobile armors are better than the Zomzaza? The Big Zam and that's it? Yeah. Big Zam's pretty good. Does the Psycho Gundam count as one? No, I would call that a mobile suit. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's in Gundam Battle Assault 2, the New Zeal. Is the New Zeal? Uh, I don't super care for the New Zeal. That was the other one I considered, but I was like, eh, I probably don't like that as much as the Zomzaza. I don't like its like little manipulator arms that it is, has. They make sense. Is it the Kashat- Kashatria? Kashatria? Is uh, that a mobile armor? No, it's just an oversized mobile suit. Okay. Um. But the the Queen Mantha is, and the Queen Mantha might go above the Samsa's. Yeah, I like the Queen Mantha quite a bit, actually. Which, I'm not which sure I've seen the Queen, Queen Mantha. Queen Mantha is also a thing that's translated at. It's in, it's in quite a few of the Super Robot Wars, so you've probably seen it. I think it was in Dynasty Warriors Gundam. It was one of the boss ones, right? Yeah. We still have the Curios. I would like to wait until next week for that, and the Exia, and I'd actually like to wait until part two for the Exia for a reason. Okay, so sounds like next week we've got two to work on? Probably. I think that's all we have left. All right. We end the season next week. Any predictions? Oh, boy. I don't even... I believe Corner will die. I don't think he will, actually. I think Corner wins, but I don't think Celestial Bean dies, if that makes sense. It does. I think Corner wins, and Celestial Bean goes into retreat while Sumeragi comes up with a new plan. That's my forecast. What are the odds on Graham Aker? Oh, uh, showing up in the... Oh, he's got to show up in the last episode. Yeah. What do you think he does? Does Is he the reason that Celestial Being can retreat? Does he chase them off? I think he's the only reason why Corner possibly survives the next episode. Yeah, does he save Corner at the last second? I feel like he has to because he's got a vendetta against the Gundam specifically. So, like, I can't see... Huh. Huh. You've raised an interesting (laughs) question. I'm not sure... He's going to be there. I don't know what he does. He has to fight Exia, I guess. Uh, what about Saji and or Luis? No, they're out of the show as far as I'm concerned. I believe they'll put in a cameo. Saji might be there to mope at the end. <laughs> he, I don't think he affects the plot. Okay. He'll affect the plot in the second half of the show, I think. Any other predictions? Thoughts? Excitements? Who's going to die? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm I'm trying to... Like, we don't know enough about Tiaria for him to die yet, weirdly. Corner. Uh, yeah. yeah, Zach, you already guessed, but that's fair. Yeah, and I think Corner's going to live. Ribbons should show up at some point. Ribbons might die. Ribbons just show up with Graham. We're in this show. <laughs> it's also hard because I know several you know, of the characters so, who do who live continue. and die. Yeah. Chun-Li is on Earth. She doesn't care. She's in space. 
I is think. she in space right now? Yeah, wasn't that shot of her in space? Wasn't she like looking out at space? I honestly don't know. I believe so. I, I think you're right, actually. It looked like one of the compartments on like a space elevator or something. What about Nana? You think she's going to show up? She's been absent conspicuously. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the problem I have is I don't know how much planning they had. I don't know when they knew they were going to have to make a second season. I think from the start of producing the show, but not from the start of writing and planning the show, I think. Because I feel like a lot of stuff gets rushed into this 25, and that's a lot of why Corner feels so weird. But they do a very good job of making it feel explosive, and like if this had to be the end, it could be the end, right? Yeah, which means I think that Nina has to show up somehow. I Again, I feel like the odds are stacked against Celestial Bean very heavily, because they've got a corner against them, they've got a Graham Acre against them. They've got a Sergey and a uh, Soma. Soma still there. They uh, got a Nana showing up, probably. Who so I, just, do you think Sanchez shows up in his slightly destroyed, or do you think Sanchez is dead? I, I think it, I don't know that he's dead. He's definitely out of the game. I think. Okay. So instead of Celestial Being being backed into a corner, they've had a corner backed into Celestial Being. Da 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 <laughs> da da da. They're between a rock and an Alejandro. All right. Anything else we want to say about this episode? No, I think I cut all of mine out. Yeah, no, still pretty good. I'm like, this finale is pretty, pretty good. Yeah, and I think the second half of Gundam 00 is much better. There's lots of talk about that. I think that is the prevailing opinion. But for whatever reason, when I watched it, there were a bunch of first half likers who just like had the floor for whatever reason. So It's a Gundam will return in Setsuna. Loving butt plugs. <laughs> Why are you, of all of the people in my house, the one talking about butt plugs? But like, here, look at them. What would you call them? I don't know. They, they look less I like know. butt plugs in this shot, I've to be them. fair. <laughs> <laughs>